The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You've found Destination Love with Shelley Pumphrey. This is not a program about becoming the perfect date or how to get that special someone you've been admiring to notice you. Instead, we'll bring you the science behind how to find love and show how being your true self generally works best. Now, here's your host, Shelley Pumphrey. Hello, and welcome to Destination Love. This is Shelley Pumphrey, and I just want to welcome everybody back this week. And I am very excited and very honored to have somebody um, as a guest on on our show today, uh, we have Allison Armstrong joining us. And for those of you who know Allison or you've read her book, The Queen's Code, you know what I'm talking about when I say this is the woman that we turn to when we want to learn about masculine and feminine dynamics from the woman's point of view. And for those of you who don't know of Allison, you are in for a treat today. Um, she has the most delightful energy and just wonderful humor and Um, information about men and women and how we are so different, but we are so, um, uh, I guess, just all the, she'll share with us the information that we need to help us connect and respect each other and honor those differences so that we can create beautiful, loving relationships. So, I want to introduce you, Allison. Um, Allison is an author, she's an educator, and she's written the widely acclaimed book, The Queen's Code, um, as as well as some workshops um, that she conducts on The Queen's Code. So, The Queen's Code really asks the question, what if no one is misbehaving, including you? She explores the good reasons behind the behavior of men and women, such as the fundamental differences in the ways we think, act, and communicate. She offers simple partnership-based solutions to improve our communication and intimacy by honoring ourselves and others. And she's known for her insight, her sense of humor, and ability to articulate the human experiment, experience and predicament of gender. So, Allison, welcome. So excited Thank to have you. you here today. I love being here. It's already Hi. a good time. Well, good. <laughs> well, I, you know, we've had several uh, people on this show in the past where we've been talking about masculine and feminine dynamics, and um, I, but I haven't had a woman on to talk about it. We've had a lot of the male perspective, not that it's necessarily all that different, but you have a unique take on this, and I think women can really relate to you. Um, and I know that... Um, you know, I, I was married for 10 years, and I was a frog farmer, which I want to talk about <laughs> here in a few minutes. Awesome. Um, and I, when I read that book, I was like, oh, my God, that is me. I've been doing this my whole life. No wonder this relationship mm-hmm. didn't work. I was emasculating my husband all the time, and I didn't feel safe and connected and grounded in this relationship. So that's what turned me on to you, and I want to help people 
understand, you know, or learn about that. So if you could tell us, why don't we just start with a little bit about, just tell us about you and, and how you got into doing all of this work. Wow. Um, well, I consider myself to be a normal person in that um, I just I just did everything that I saw my mother do and other women do, and I had the results that a lot of women do. I got married when I was 23 and asked for a divorce when I was 29 and blamed him for an awful marriage and, you know, felt conned into it. And, you know, it was only worthwhile because of our son. And I was angry and felt cheated and betrayed and... Ah. <laughs> <Just>, ah. <laughs> one of those yeah yeah one of those and and then just like it talks about in the queen's code that's it's the queen's code is semi-autobiographical and you will find me in all the characters mm-hmm. so melissa how she treats her husband that's how i treated my husband and and Kimberly's confusion was my confusion. I I thought I just was born without the quality that had men adore a woman. And I just, I was just stuck with it. And um, I'm basically every character in that book in one way or another. And I just was lucky. I was lucky because I was in a seminar and I had a friend (laughs) who asked the question, why are men great in the beginning? And after a few weeks or a few months, turn into sports watching, pizza eating, beer belching couch slugs. <laughs> um, she really did ask that question. And um, and the response really was what I reported in the book. I Oh, I see. You're a frog farmer. And I had Kimberly's reaction. I saw my life before my eyes in rows and rows of frogs with little human heads and realized that I was extremely effective at bringing out the worst in men. And I had it down. I even prided myself on it because I thought I thought the nice guy, the wonderful guy, the attentive guy, the generous guy, I thought that was a con. Mm-hmm. And so my game was to reveal the con before I was suckered by the con. And wow. yeah, that, that's how I did it. That's I would poke and prod and try to get that ugly reaction mm-hmm. before I started falling in love with them. And after my friend, you know, was called a frog farmer, you, my dear, turned princes into frogs, was when it occurred to me that, oh, so what I was doing was like kicking a dog and being surprised that it bit me or ran away and then called it a chicken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that analogy. Oh, oh this, well, maybe what's been happening isn't what I thought. And and that's when I I decided I wanted to find out what brought out, brought out the worst in men which I had no idea because I was so normal. My behavior was invisible because it was so normal. And uh, honestly, 
<laughs> Shelly, I've been acknowledged a lot for my commitment to studying men and dedication to studying men. It's 26 years this week, and I never made one. I I thought I just wanted to solve my own problem and get men to treat me right, and I thought it would take two or three months to learn everything worth knowing about these shallow, soulless people that I was managing to antagonize. So let's just get busy, find out the basics, so at least we can stop bringing out the worst in them. Maybe we'll find some secrets of bringing out the best. And okay, let's let's begin. <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> and that was really my attitude. And... In the beginning, uh, everything I learned about them, I used against them. I didn't know how much I was terrified of them, how much I actually hated I hated men, which I didn't realize. Um, deeply suspicious of them. I really did question if they had a soul. I, I'm telling the truth about that. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> And so everything I learned was like a way to get a handle on something dangerous and scary and bad and stupid and everything was a, a better, everything I learned was a better way to manipulate them. And it wasn't until my friend, God bless her, Ellen Hurst, the only woman I knew who had the life that I wanted, which is the only reason I listened to her. <laughs> she was the one that called me on emasculating men uh-huh. and pointed out all the ways she'd seen me do it personally or knew that I had because she saw the man afterwards. And when she pointed it out to me, honestly, Shelly, my attitude was, oh, yeah, that was a good one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And your point is? Uh-huh. <laughs> Just didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't get that that it was equal to, that the frog farming is emasculating men, that bringing out the worst in men, kicking the dog, is emasculating them. And when she asked me to stop, I was terrified. Just like in the book, I was terrified. How will I protect myself? And that's when I got it. That's when I got that I I was weak, that I was power I related to myself as powerless. And that every time I attacked a man, it was just to try to feel safe. But it was the attack of a weak person, not a powerful person. And that I would never know myself as a powerful person until I left their power with them and went and found my own. Wow. And I, yeah, and so I, I was so afraid. I was, oh my gosh, I can feel my body even now. Mm-hmm. And I, I just jumped off the cliff. I said, okay, I'll stop. And I, I mean, I, gosh, I felt like my brain was rearranging. And the biggest surprise, and I, and I'm glad. I think Michael's listening. Your, your production guy. <laughs> the biggest surprise was who men became when I just stopped kicking them. Mm. I I wasn't nice. I didn't pet them. I didn't feed them and I didn't pet them. I just stopped kicking them. Uh And I couldn't believe who they were. Like, why are you protecting me? Why are you taking care of me? Why are you looking out for me? I'm not even nice to you. And I'm just not mean anymore. And, And the men were like, 
well, this is who I am. <laughs> this wow. is what I do. <laughs> Holy moly. You're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this existed. I had, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So if you started seeing that just by simply stopping what you were doing, what, I mean, was there anything that you started actively doing to stop being a frog farmer? (laughs) 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 Well, it's actually really cool. I think you probably know, I, I think like an engineer and my dad's an engineer and I got his brain and his father's brain and his father's father's brain. And I just unravel things and unwind them. I, you know, like taking apart radios and it worked really conveniently because I was discovering what was bringing out the worst in men and if you just flip it then you can bring out the best in men so can I give you an example yes please well so women disparage men for being competitive they think it's really immature and they don't know that it's an expression of a a fundamental survival wiring, survival instinct. Mm. That if you can't win at something, then save your energy for something you can win at. Because if you keep spending your energy losing, you die. Mm. (laughs) That's how you die. You spend more energy than you're taking in. You fail, 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 fail. You die. So men are quite rightly organized around figuring out how to win at something, and only engaging in the things that they think they can win at. And the only exception to that is desperation. When they think that they're going to fail, then they'll, like, there's no way to not fail. They might do a Hail Mary. They'll throw that crazy pass, mm-hmm. right? Because they, they're going to lose anyway. They might as well go out in flames. Right. But mostly men are very careful and calculated calculating in a in just an instinctual is this worth it is am I going to come out ahead am I going to come out ahead I'm going to come out ahead and so one of the ways that women bring out the best in men is what we call setting them up to lose so Mm -hmm. making it impossible for them to come out ahead yet still expecting them to take action expecting them to be generative expecting them to risk expecting them to be vulnerable So we set it up like anything they say is going to be used against them. And then we beat them up for not being forthcoming. Right? So we're going to use against you, but you're a jerk for not being honest. Yes. Yes. And right. So something women should pay attention to is how many times do you hear men say, I just can't win. I just can't win. I can't win. I can't win here. Why? I can't win. And so... After I like unraveled all the ways we set up men to not win, which the most famous is we just don't give them the information they need. Because if you loved me, you'd already know what I like. Um, <laughs> they, then I could flip it around. So how do you set up a man to win? How do you give him confidence? How do you give him certainty? And I remember... Uh, Greg and I have been together for 25 years, and on our first date, he was going to drive all an hour and a half to my neighborhood and take me out. And I realized that from the moment he arrived at my house, because we didn't have GPS back then, he was going to be out of control. I was going to have to pick the restaurant, tell him where to go, tell him how to get there. 
and that that was not going to have him be this confident, powerful, amazing man that I wanted to go out with. And so I called him out back and I just said, how about I come to your neighborhood? And when he found out weeks later that I did that on purpose so that I would have the best version of him where he could generate, he could control, he could mm-hmm. provide for me, he was stunned. Wow. He was just like, you did that on purpose. Yeah. You know? Like, Love that. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. So. <laughs> That's basically all I've done. I've taken what brings out the worst and then flip it around. I love that. So helpful. Let's, um, I think we're going to stop here for a commercial break real quick. And when we come back, I want to hear some more uh, tips and practical things that people can do to bring out the best in men and um, work on all of these things. So we'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Destination Love with Shelly Pumphrey and Allison Armstrong. experts call toll free right now 1-866-472-5787 and ask our all-star team to answer your question that's 1-866-472-5787 thank you for calling voiceamerica.com have you ever wondered if you're the reason that you are still single are you tired of repeating the same old relationship patterns that end in heartbreak Maybe it's time to get serious about finding love. Love strategist and therapist Shelly Pumphrey can help you break your relationship patterns and find love that lasts. Shelly doesn't teach superficial dating skills. Instead, she helps you shift your entire dating mindset and empowers you with the psychology and science of relationships. Shelly offers several ways to work with her, including her empowered dating course, one-on-one coaching, or a weekend retreat. To learn more about how to work with Shelly, you can schedule a free 30-minute strategy call or learn more about her programs at thelovestrategist.com. That's thelovestrategist.com. Shelly can help you find love. Take the quiz and find out what's keeping you single. Visit thelovestrategist.com today. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelley Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelley at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. Hello and welcome back to Destination Love. This is Shelley Pumphrey and we are talking to Allison Armstrong, the author of The Queen's Code. And uh, before we took a commercial break, Allison was telling us about how she started, um, gosh, now I'm losing the words. You were basically helping, setting men up to do their best and not 
putting them in this place where they're going to automatically fail or they can't win. Um, tell us about some of the other things that you've done um, to help, well, to stop emasculating men, I should say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I'm going to pick one of my favorites and most popular, okay? Criticism. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Criticism is uh, extremely popular. <laughs> and it's 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 popular for different reasons between men and women. And for women, it's popular because it's the easiest way to change a woman. If you just criticize her for what she isn't doing, she'll start doing it. Or for what she is doing, she'll stop doing it. So you just, you, like, what did you do that for, right? Or, ew, pink lipstick, red hair, right? You just, right. You just like, just, just toss these things off and a woman will change. And we think she changes because she cares about what we think. We don't know she changes because she has an instinct that compels her to please anyone that she feels dependent upon. Which women also have an instinct that makes them feel dependent upon virtually everyone. (laughs) So we don't know that it works, not out of love or care or respect, but it just works out of a very primitive level of fear. So women try to cause men to behave differently, to give us what we need by doing something we need them to do or stop doing something we need them to not do. We try to change them by criticizing them. And when they don't respond to the criticism by changing their behavior, changing who they are, changing their approach, doing something they weren't doing or stopping doing something they were, we, we go one of two directions. We either decide it's because he's a jerk. You know, he's a jerk. He's stupid. He's clueless. He's untrained. He's a caveman, like whatever it is, we objectify him in some way that that's why it didn't work. Or we'll take it personal that 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 didn't change him because he doesn't care about me. Mm -hmm. So he's not, he doesn't care enough about me to be willing to change, to put the effort into change, to remember what I need. Or he doesn't love me, right? Or he doesn't respect me enough. We'll, We'll go one of those three ways generally. So we either objectify him or we take it on ourselves, right? That it's about me personally. Right. We, we don't question that maybe what we're doing just doesn't work at all. <laughs> like uh-huh. if you look at our own behavior as women, yeah, we will change our behavior in response to a criticism, but we'll be upset we'll be hurt, we may be really angry, we're going to get back at that person one way or another. We'll stick it to them when we can. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'll stop wearing pink lipstick, but wait till I make a comment about your hair. <laughs> right, totally. Right? So, seriously, you colored your hair with your skin color? That uh-huh. color? What were you thinking, right? We'll, we'll get you. We'll get you every time. Uh-huh. And... It's the same thing we we discovered about when someone makes a demand, right? When someone makes a demand, you can only submit or resist. 
And women are more likely to submit in order to not be displeasing, but she'll take it out of your hide some other way, right? Right. Right. And men are more likely to resist, and then he'll be in trouble for that. So um, (laughs) demanding doesn't work any more than criticism. But what we discovered is the biggest thing that women don't know about men is how men decide to do what they do, how conscious their thought process is, and that basically the conscientiousness of their thought process, their commitment process, gives them what we call four layers of protection against mm-hmm. criticism. Okay. Yeah. And so we can go any direction you want for here, from here. I can tell you the four layers. Or yeah, continue. that's what I want to know. <laughs> okay. Well, before we go there, just to keep the theme going, the flip side of it is instead of criticizing, appreciating uh-huh. Appreciating brings out the best in men. Appreciating sets them up to win. Appreciating has them want to provide more because what they already provided was worth doing. And, you know, one man said, how come I always get 100 points or zero points? Why don't I ever get 80? I love that. Yeah. Right? Because we right. point out everything they did wrong. and Right. Right. What Greg said to me when I asked him, so if you do something for me and there's something fundamentally not what I need, so how do I? How do I correct it? How do I ask for the other thing? Criticism doesn't work, but so what do I do? And so he gave me the words, which are just hilarious. He said, first, really thank me for what I provided and what it meant to you and really appreciate it. And then you could say, the only thing that would make it more perfect is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of men have uh, have agreed that that would work for them because basically Uh it's saying you got 100 points. Extra credit would be. Right. (laughs) uh, That's pretty cute. Um, Anyhow, I wrote an article about video games once and how much women can learn from video games and that basically in a video game if you move your piece you get a point right you if you expend any effort you show up you get points right Right. you don't have to do things perfectly okay so four layers of criticism um oh boy so the first one we know about because they say it to us all the time when we get our feelings hurt because somebody said something they go honey consider the source right Right. that's the first layer yeah Consider okay. the source. Yes. Right? And if you don't respect the source, and men have agreed with this analogy, by the way, and I will be crude if that's what it takes to get through to people. And they have agreed with the analogy that if they don't respect the source, it was just like a fart. <laughs> totally. That's really. Smell bad, <laughs> passes quickly, inconsequential. Like that person just farted. That's all. Oh, that's funny. Isn't that funny? Yep. If good way they, to think of it. Yeah, if they do consider, if they do respect the source, right, so they consider the source, Uh they respect the source, a woman instantly thinks, oh, well, then he'll act on it. No, 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 no. And I hope Michael will validate this for you later. So if, or he can jump in, I love instant, (laughs) but it's your show. So if they do respect the source, then that causes them to consider the criticism itself. Now it's worthy of consideration. And if they 
and this can go one of two directions here. So if they respect the source, they consider the criticism. And what they consider, by the way, is the opposite of a woman, Shelley. How a woman would consider the criticism is she'd go do a survey of a bunch of other people. <laughs> right. <laughs> total, total woman thing. <laughs> right? Do you think that about me? Do you think that yeah. about me? No, that's, that's not the man way. The man way is just is to can check with himself. Uh-huh. He'll take the criticism and he'll compare it against what he thinks of himself. And and then this is where it can get really bad in a in a not in a bad in a bad way. And that is that if he disagrees with the criticism, it doesn't ring true, but it came from like his wife or his daughter or his sister, like any Anybody that he really cares about, it could be a man, anybody that he really, really cares about, it can be crushing to him that someone he cares about so much sees him so inaccurately. Uh-huh. Like, it just, like, it's just, oh, it's horrible that she could think that of him. After everything he's done, everything he's provided, everything he's been all this time, how could she possibly think that it it's, can be crushing to them or it could just be like yeah I respect the source I respect that guy he doesn't really care about him he just respects him like he's a knowledgeable person and well it's really a bummer he thinks that about me mm-hmm. so it could be anywhere from unfortunate and a bummer to crushing but that still doesn't mean he's going to act on it, right? So yeah. a woman thinks, well, but if he agrees with it, then he'll act on it, right? So he considers the source, compares it to his sense of himself, and he decides, wow, they're right. They have a good point, right? So yeah. she thinks, now he's going to do it. Now he's going to change. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> now it's just passed through the second layer of protection. Mm-hmm. And it goes to the third layer of protection, which is now he considers the criticism, which he has acknowledged as valid. And then he looks at, okay, well, what is, what would be the benefit of fixing that? Uh. And what would be the, how much effort and time and energy and maybe money would it take to fix that? And what would I have to give up to fix that? This is what we call the worth it calculation. So it gets some, He submits it to the worth it calculation, and if it turns out to not be worth it, the benefit of fixing that thing is not not worth the cost, then eh, nobody's perfect. Yeah. He seriously just accepts it about himself. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's perfect. Yeah. I'm not good at that. You're right. And it's okay. And, <laughs> which is amazing <laughs> their ability to accept themselves. I like yeah. oh my gosh, you you're a god. That yeah. you can be imperfect. Wow, that would be such a victory for every woman to just be right. right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting yeah. here like most women do not go there. So No, 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 no. Yeah. All imperfections need to be corrected or hidden. Right. Acceptance is not one of the options. So then um So then let's suppose, right, a respected source, valid criticism, passes the worth it calculation. No one will think, so then he's going to do it, right? Right. No. 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 
Now it's just qualified to go in the queue. It's it's going to go in the queue and it will not be acted upon until it is the most worthwhile thing to do, until it's time for it, until it rises to the top of his priorities. And it could be 10 years before that happens. Well, that explains some things. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. All the while, his wife is thinking, if he really loved me, he would have fixed that by now. Uh-huh. And he really loves you. And how he shows it is by the 10 things that are in line in front of that. Wow. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It's so important for us to recognize that difference because we're just misinterpreting things all over the place. All over. All over the place, and we're so hurt that they didn't act, and we're so frustrated because we don't know how to get what we need, and we were just lost and confused, and he must not love me, and I thought he was the one, but he clearly isn't. I should trade him in. (laughs) Yes, all those things. (laughs) Wow. And there's there's a method to the madness. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's so helpful. So one of the things that, um, I mean, I think you're kind of alluding to some of this here, but I wanted to talk about heroes. You know, you use, uh, you talk about the language of heroes in the book and how to help men feel like heroes. Um, And I really like, I like that word. Um, I hadn't ever thought about it um, until I read that book. So can you share with us a little bit about that concept here on the show for people who haven't read the book? Yeah, I'm happy to. If I may, I would alter how you articulated it a bit. Okay. Um, because I don't want women to help men feel like heroes. Okay. Um, that that would be a girl thing to do. Yes. <laughs> you, you can hear it immediately, right? Totally. Yeah. Um, and... Really, to me, what it's about is honoring the hero that he already is and wants to be. Yeah, I like and that. yeah, seeing that in him, knowing, knowing who he is, that that's how he was born was a hero. And men express being heroes. What I, what I would say is in both domains. So they express heroism in the domain of survival, like literally saving people's energy and, and lives and helping them to survive. Mm-hmm. And they also express being heroes in the, in the domain of, of human spirit, in the da- domain of thriving and joy and happiness. And so they're a hero when they save someone's life from death when they save someone's circumstances from say poverty mm-hmm. they're also a hero when they make someone's dream come true someone's you know the thing that makes their heart sing right. and and men are compelled to to be a hero in, in both domains and it's um i mean we've we've done so much work on this now for more than two decades and some of my favorite anecdotes if I may are um, 
a little boy. He was he was one years old, and he he had a little baby a little baby brother, and his mom was changing his baby brother's diaper, and she just done the first day of the Queen's Code workshop, and he was just standing there, and she looked at him and said, "Would you help mommy by throwing this away?" And his shoulders went back, and he puffed up, and, you know, Mm -hmm. he was in a diaper himself, Uh and he waddled over. He took this diaper, and he waddled over to the trash and put it in it. And she looked at him and said, you're my hero. Love it. And he had never heard the word before in his life. Mm -hmm. And and he responded to it. He knew exactly what he was talking about. And his reaction was the same as grown men. He he's, was looking around for what else could he do for her. Yeah, I love like, it. You know, we're, uh, you know, okay, take that diaper, the new diaper off, and I'll throw right. that away. Like, you know, give me. Right. You know, and- Allison, I'm going to just stop us right there. I want to come back. We're going to have to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I want to finish hearing all about um, this hero thing. So sorry to cut you off. We'll be back in just a minute. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you ever wondered if you're the reason that you are still single? Are you tired of repeating the same old relationship patterns that end in heartbreak? Maybe it's time to get serious about finding love. Love strategist and therapist Shelly Pumphrey can help you break your relationship patterns and find love that lasts. Shelly doesn't teach superficial dating skills. Instead, she helps you shift your entire dating mindset and empowers you with the psychology and science of relationships. Shelly offers several ways to work with her, including her empowered dating course, one-on-one coaching, or a weekend retreat. To learn more about how to work with Shelly, you can schedule a free 30-minute strategy call or learn more about her programs at thelovestrategist.com. That's thelovestrategist.com. Shelly can help you find love. Take the quiz and find out what's keeping you single. Visit thelovestrategist.com today. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelley Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelley at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. Hello and welcome back to Destination Love. This is Shelley Pumphrey and we are talking to Allison Armstrong here today about uh, the 
Queen's Code. And before we break, we took a commercial break. Allison was telling us about the language of heroes. And uh, Allison, do you want to just continue to tell us about, um, well, this, the language of heroes? Mm. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, I have to provide a little bit of background so that women can understand why they don't see this behavior if they don't see it. Can I do that? Yeah. Okay. So I talked about being heroes in the domain of survival and heroes in the domain of what we call human spirit. So Mm -hmm. human animal, human spirit. And one of the most important things we discovered in it's now 26 years in studying men is that human beings have an order of instincts and it's, it's actually not human. It's our entire planet shares it. And the, the order is procreate, then protect, then provide. Mm-hmm. And to men, this is really obvious. If you don't procreate, there's nothing to protect and no uh-huh. one to provide. I mean, right. when I've talked to them about it, they look at me like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't everyone know that? Like, hello, and, you, and you're supposed to be smart? Like, what? What's, really? It, it's pretty funny. It's like when I tell them I've been studying them for, you know, more than two decades, and they like, are, are you slow? Because we're simple. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty funny. But what we've seen is that that there's a there's like a it's like a spiral if you imagine a, a spiral where one goes to the other so procreate protect provide procreate protect provide procreate protect provide and you can end up with an upward spiral that just gets more and more beautiful or you can end up with a downward spiral and that what happens is it's a kind of flow so because the instincts trump each other If a man isn't getting to be creative, which is it's sex, but it's also productive. It's also making something of himself and his life. If he isn't feeling as if he's creating something, he can get really depressed and mean and ornery and upset and aggravated and frustrated. And there's like, it does does not bring out the best in them. Mm -hmm. And... And he can actually get stuck there. Like a, like the sex drive in men is so integral to who they are that when they're not having enough sex, they're just stuck in that instinct. It It is distracting. And I call it caged. So a man who's stuck in procreate, you're never going to see the protector. He won't express... Uh being protective of you Uh now let's say that that one's fine and and he's you know he's in protect well most men in our culture most of the time are stuck in protecting themselves Because they're emasculated by women so often, they're set up to lose, they're criticized, they're complained about, they're, they, they're attacked. Their experiences of being attacked over and over again. So they're stuck in protecting themselves from women, which trumps protecting women. Does this make sense? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And then let's say that they a woman isn't attacking a man, um, so he... 
is in the compulsion to protect her, but she keeps having emergencies or she keeps spending all their money, right? So mm-hmm. now he's stuck in protect her or protect the the kingdom from her, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So he's still stuck in protection. It just has a different orientation. So either way, you don't get the provider. And the provider is where you'll see the generosity of men, the, t- the caretakers mm-hmm. that are you cold? Are you hungry? Are you uncomfortable? Do you need anything? <laughs> Here's my jacket. Yeah. Like that, like you just see men are incredible actually and very, very sensitive in ways that they can see. They, they literally invent ways to take care of other people. You know, toasters mm-hmm. and washing machines and can openers mm-hmm. all came from providers trying to make life easier for other people. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. And it's... So the hero language actually ties into this sequence. So there are there are protect words that call upon that part of who a man is. And there are provide words that is the, the hero in the provider realm. So help and save are are hero words in the protect world mm-hmm. as is as is the word problem. Problems are things that men want to protect other people from. Mm-hmm. And they love to solve problems and protect you by solving problems. So they provided an answer and, and protected you from a problem. So it's a, it's a double bonus. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, women never have problems. They will avoid the word like right. crazy. Right? <laughs> so... So the words in the hero language correspond to to who men are and how they see themselves and who they want to be. And, and the thing that men, I think, don't even know about themselves and they get accused of it all the time, they're accused of being insensitive. And it's, it's a myth that men are insensitive. Complete myth. Because men... Like, a woman can know the hero language and be manipulative with it. But he'll only fall for it if his senses are being obscured by intense sexual attraction. Hmm. Like, he's... he's <laughs> this is why I tell men, run if she's a 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, yeah. She'll just make you stupid, you know, <laughs> just run. Like, talk about, like, jamming the radar, mm-hmm. you know. Sexual attraction just jams the radar for men and women. And so he'll be stuck in protect and, I mean, sorry, sorry he'll be stuck in procreate and he'll, he won't even protect himself, the poor guy. So, so if a man is crazy sexually activated, which some women have mastered doing that, and it's, I think just a terribly dishonorable to do, mm-hmm. then they may use the hero language to manipulate people, to manipulate men, which is why the book is written the way that it is, that 
you, I'm not going to give you the words without you seeing the terrible thing that will happen if you don't use this in partnership. But God bless men. If a man is not crazed with sexual attraction, he is incredibly sensitive to integrity, to congruity, to authenticity. And so he can tell when a woman is using a word that she doesn't mean. Uh-huh. When she's using a word that she isn't actually feeling congruent with it. It's, mm-hmm. it's called being sincere. Sincerity yeah. is when the words and the feelings match. And so I used to worry. I used to conceal the hero language like crazy. I never like wanted to teach it to any woman who might use it against men. And then I figured out, you know, men just aren't as fragile as we think. And that, that was another way I was emasculating men is thinking that I need to protect them. And I don't. I could, you know, help educate them how to protect themselves, like run from that 10 woman. Um, but they, they're, they're just so much more everything than women give them credit for while they're expecting them to be like a woman yeah so the the hero language it it applies in these different areas and they're words that as you know from reading the book men are very sensitive to oh yay i thought of the thing i was worried about forgetting (laughs) can i tell you yes do (laughs) okay so we had this special workshop once where we were teaching men what we were teaching women about them and now men can participate in our curriculum online, which I'm thrilled about. But before, it was just a big mystery. So we got some of our favorite men's to get, men together, and we were teaching them what we teach women. And the women were practicing the hero language, and they were, like, standing in front of a man, practicing the words, and then going to another man and another man and another man. And there was a young man who was there from South America, and he wrote me a note at the end of it. And he said, that exercise was torture. (laughs) And then he went on to say, because for every woman, when she used the words and meant it, I wanted to do something for her so badly. And there was nothing to do. (laughs) Wow. Interesting. Just yep. totally activated that in him. That's cool. He, oh, he just was dying to do oh. something for every one of those women. There was nothing to do except for let her practice on him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. So powerful. Wow. So, Allison, we've just got a few minutes left here before the end of the show. And I like, there's so, I feel like there's a lot of big questions. So, I don't want to get into a topic that deserves more than a couple of minutes of conversation is there any any last minute things that you might be able to share with us um or you know little things that maybe we've left out here that you could share here for the last couple minutes that we have left yeah i could tie something back to where we were talking in the beginning is that okay yeah so um we were talking about you know how i've unraveled this is looking at how we bring out the worst in men and then what's the flip side of that and then we talked about criticism and the the four layers of protection that men have including is this worth it is this worth acting on and 
what women don't know is that what makes something worth acting on is the value of what he gets to provide for her, like the impact of that result Mm -hmm. that he produces for her. And a huge part of the value of the result is the value to her of the result, which he only knows by how much appreciation she shows. Uh, so yeah. yeah so women are trying to get men to do things through criticism mm-hmm. when it's not worth it to him to do it to not be criticized yeah right it's totally. that's, what, that's what a woman would do uh-huh. it's worth it to him to change by how much she will sh- appreciate and show sincerely appreciation for what that makes possible for her so helpful to hear that. Yeah, but but it's it's a catch twenty two because mm-hmm. a woman thinks, why should I appreciate you for doing something you should do without me having to ask in the first place? <laughs> right, I hear that all the <laughs> time from women, and yes, I've been guilty of it myself. <laughs> yeah, like one woman, why is it when a man does the dishes, he expects a parade? Uh, right, right. right? And, yes. But she doesn't think, well, how big of a parade would that be? And how uh-huh. much would it actually cost me to provide it? And is that worth it for the dishes to be done? Right. And that's why most women have to take out their own trash because they're not willing to provide the appreciation exactly. that would have him happily do it. I love it. That's so helpful to for people to think about that. It, you know, there's a reason we need to do this. <laughs> Well, Allison, it has been a treat to have you here. I could just listen to you talk about this stuff forever. So um, thank you for sharing your wisdom. And I want to give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about where people can find you and, um, you know, if you have any current classes or workshops that are going on, how can people get in touch with you? Thank you. Well, go to understandmen.com and there. Oh my gosh, there's so much there just to value itself for, yes. for free. People have spent <laughs> hours and hours and days and days with the free stuff. And then the most exciting thing, Shelly, is that within, oh my gosh, within two and a half weeks, the Queen's Code Workshop will be on the internet 24-7. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and by the end of April, our entire five workshop Queen's Code series will be on the internet. Oh, so oh my gosh, everything about the men and sex and men and marriage and how do you be a queen in your own life, all that, a lot of it's actually already there. Three programs are already there. And February 24th, the Queen's Code workshop goes up where everybody should start. And we have people participating all over the world already, just in the premiere we just did. And I'm beside myself. I Oh my it's, gosh. It sounds amazing. It I can't is, wait. I can't wait to check it out. And 
I want to just tell everybody, like, go look at this, The Queen's Code. It will change your relationships. Um, I It certainly made a huge impact in mine and many people that I know. So, Allison, thank you. We are out of time here today. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. This is Shelley Pumphrey. And, of course, you can find me at thelovestrategist.com or follow me on Facebook. We'll see you next week. Thank you for making a weekly visit to Destination Love. Please join Shelley Pumphrey again next Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, be brave, be you, be loved. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.